G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, we turn our attention to the land of Israel. As we get a focus on the Middle East, as we get a focus on those headlines that are breaking from overnight and Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again back with us. Hello Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thanks Neil. Uh, Ron, all sorts of activity happening in Jerusalem and around Israel. Uh, Jerusalem Day festivities yesterday were shaken by rockets and escalating violence. What are the headlines showing us? Yeah, rioting broke out in the old city of Jerusalem and on the Temple Mount as rockets were fired towards Israel's capital yesterday, marring Jerusalem Day celebrations across the city. Due to the violence, the police decided to change the path of the Jerusalem Day flag march on Monday afternoon, barring the marchers from entering the old city through the Damascus Gate and instead diverted them to the Jaffa Gate. Prime Minister Netanyahu called a meeting of the Security Cabinet yesterday due to the heightened tensions. Riots shook the Temple Mount throughout the day as Palestinians pelted police with rocks and firecrackers. Police responded with riot dispersal means, including tear gas and rubber bullets. Rockets were fired again and they added to the drama. The IDF warned Hamas that all options, including a ground operation, were on the table after over 150 rockets were fired towards Jerusalem and southern Israel, as thousands of Israelis were parading through downtown to celebrate Jerusalem Day. Following the rocket fire, the Israel Air Force carried out several strikes in Gaza, killing at least eight Hamas militants and targeting rocket launches and two military positions. Palestinian media reported that 20 people had been killed, including nine children and another 65 wounded. The Tel Aviv municipality sent an urgent message to all residents late yesterday that all citywide bomb shelters will now be open. Well, Ron, when there is violence and unrest, we're always interested in what the headlines might be showing about cause here. Behind this violence, what is going on? Well, I think that there's a a connection between the right-wing leadership in Israel and the left-wing leadership in the United States. Uh, They're not a good marriage at the moment. But to go further, the declared motive for this current violence is said to be East Jerusalem land ownership. There are different rules for Jews and Arabs. Just after the 1948-1949 War of Independence, the absentee assets law was used to take over homes and lands that Arabs had left empty or abandoned during or following the fighting. Although the bigger issues headlining the current dispute at Sheikh Jarrah and the Temple Mount are about nationalism and religion, The immediate impetus for the crisis comes out of the little understood absentee assets law. Dating back to 1950, just after the 1948-49 War of Independence, 
the law was used to take over homes and lands that Arabs had left empty or abandoned during or following the fighting. With Israel, the Palestinians, Jordanians and all other neighbours in a frozen state of war, many people were not returning home, so no one was being evicted. Jordan confiscated vacant properties, which Jews might have previously owned, and Israel confiscated vacant properties, which Arabs might have previously owned. And now this current dispute is said to be all about who owns what and whose possession the land really is. Challenging times and controversial situations there, not easily resolved, and all in light, of course, of the recent elections and uh, even the messiness of all of that, and even coalition talks yesterday, Ron, they were suspended due to riots. Yeah, the United Arab List leader Mansour Abbas suspended negotiations over his party joining a new governing coalition yesterday due to the deteriorating security situation, putting the formation of a government in jeopardy. Abbas postponed a meeting that was set to take place Monday afternoon with Yamina leader Naftali Bennett and Yeshatid leader Yair Lapid, in which they were expected to finalise a coalition deal and talk with other parties, and they were halted. It was only interesting that just a couple of days ago, Bennett and Lapid declared that there could be a government process before this weekend. And uh, next weekend is the Shavuot holiday. And uh, that means the whole thing will be suspended till sometime after next Monday's holiday. Ron, let's turn our attention to COVID. And, of course, Israel's had a good record in their advanced way that they've been vaccinating their own people. But uh, Mideast countries are helping India now cope with COVID. What are the headlines saying here? Yeah, I find this very interesting. The Middle East has really stepped up to aid India, uh, the worst COVID-afflicted country at present. India's hospitals have been overwhelmed, running low on oxygen and overflowing to the point where patients needing immediate medical attention are turned away. As the world watches in horror, here is what some of the Middle East countries are doing. Kuwait, Arindam Bakshi, the spokesperson of the Indian Ministry of External Affairs, tweeted confirmation of receipt for 282 oxygen cylinders, 60 oxygen concentrators, ventilators and other medical supplies from Kuwait. On Wednesday, the Kuwait News Agency announced the country was sending an additional 1,000 oxygen tanks and 250 metric tonnes of oxygen. Saudi Arabia, Riyadh delivered 80 metric tonnes of oxygen in April. On Saturday, the Indian mission in Bahrain tweeted that 40 metrics of liquid oxygen were homeward bound. On Monday, Qatar Airways sent 300 tonnes of medical equipment in three planes to India, and Jerusalem provided thousands of oxygen generators and other medical supplies. Very interesting to see that the Arabs and the Jews are working together in such a catastrophe. Yes, Arabs and Jews working together and in the midst of what is a global effort there to alleviate some of those challenges in India. Hey, Ron, let's talk about the broader relations in the Middle East between nations. An international conference in Dubai signals a new chapter for the Middle East. What's the story here? Yeah, politicians, scientists, technologists and business people from Israel, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, China, India and Morocco 
will participate in a global investment forum starting on June 2nd. Professor Bayer, former director of Rambam Medical Center, said, At this time, when medicine is at the center of our lives, I attach critical importance to regional cooperation between Israel and the Arab world. Peace between our nations can crystallize into peace between people. Among the specific topics to be discussed will be medical technology after the corona plague, innovation in water and agricultural research, the impact of the Middle East business sector on environment sustainability, ways of penetrating the Chinese market, Morocco's role as the economic gateway to the African continent, and India's place as the global centre of pharmaceutical development. What an amazing gathering. An amazing gathering, and uh, look forward to some good things coming from it. And, Ron, thanks so much once again for scouring those headlines, for bringing us that breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Thanks so much for being with us once again on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 